Today is Friday, April 2nd. What to know about an uptick in COVID-19 cases, but why any potential fourth wave would look much different than the past. And we're taking a look at new numbers about the state of the U.S. economy. Also, what Derek Chauvin's supervisor said on the stand about his use of force the day George Floyd died. Plus, we'll tell you the guidance from the CDC ahead of this Easter weekend. What's changing about Siri's voice? And which new movie just broke a record for the pandemic? Welcome, welcome to The Newsworthy. All the day's news in around 10 minutes. Fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Erica Mandy. Thanks so much for being here. You ready? Let's do this. It's possible the U.S. could be on the cusp of another COVID-19 surge. New coronavirus infections are on the rise again all across the U.S. Over the past week, an average of about 63,000 Americans a day have been diagnosed with COVID-19. That's a 17 percent increase from the week before. The biggest spikes are happening in Michigan and New York, possibly because of new strains like the one first found in the U.K. Remember, scientists say that one is more contagious and possibly more deadly, too. But they say the vaccines should work against it. The good news is, even if this is the start of a fourth wave, it's likely it'll be a lot less deadly than the previous ones. That's because 73% of American seniors have now gotten at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. A lot of people with underlying health conditions have also been vaccinated before the rest of the population. Of course, younger people are not totally immune to this virus either. As ABC News reports, this is the first time since the pandemic was declared that most new hospitalizations are younger adults. But on the flip side, there's been a 96 percent drop in COVID-19 cases in nursing homes since the vaccine rollout started in December. Health officials say what we can take from these new trends is vaccines work and everyone, even young people, should be signing up to get an appointment as soon as they can. The economic fallout of the pandemic is not quite over either, even though more and more states have been letting businesses reopen and money from the last relief bill is now going out. The number of first-time unemployment claims from last week went up from the week prior and were higher than expected. Nearly 720,000 people filed for jobless benefits for the first time. And overall, more than 18 million Americans were receiving some kind of jobless aid. So economists say this could be a sign layoffs are still relatively high. That said, hiring is also going up. The March jobs report comes out today, and economists expect it'll show the economy added more than 600,000 jobs and that the nation's unemployment rate fell to 6%. For comparison, the unemployment rate was almost 15% less than a year ago. All the while, food banks are still extremely busy. The nonprofit organization Feeding America says it expects to give out 6 billion meals this year, about the same as it did in 2020. That's a 40 percent increase from 2019. Also, Meals on Wheels says it's serving 60 percent more seniors now than it did before the pandemic. Things have been especially hard on families with children as well, since a lot of kids still don't attend in-person school every day, so they're not getting consistent school lunches. The USDA recently announced it'll extend food programs this summer to reach all children across the U.S., no matter their household income. Jurors in Minneapolis have now heard from 15 witnesses about the death of George Floyd. And this is just the beginning. Today is the fifth day of the murder trial against former police officer Derek Chauvin, who was seen kneeling on Floyd's neck for more than nine minutes. And experts say the trial could take weeks. Most recently, jurors heard from a retired police sergeant who was Chauvin's supervisor the day Floyd died. A lot of his testimony focused on proper police protocols for using force. 
He explained that police sometimes do have to use force against people, but that it should stop once the officer gets control of the person. After reviewing body camera footage, that supervisor testified that Chauvin should have stopped using force sooner than he did, as soon as Floyd stopped resisting. He also said officers should have called an ambulance and started CPR while waiting for more help, which they did not do. Jurors also heard from several first responders yesterday who say Floyd looked dead when they arrived on the scene. Remember, Chauvin is pleading not guilty to both the murder and manslaughter charges against him. The defense team has not said yet if Chauvin will testify himself. But of course, we'll be following the trial and keep you updated. Well, starting this weekend, France will go into a third national lockdown. Schools will close for at least three weeks. A curfew will go in place and people are not allowed to travel between regions. They're hoping to push back against a new wave of COVID-19 infections there. But here in the U.S., travel is definitely starting to pick up again. The TSA screened more than a million travelers every day since March 11th. At this time last year, it was a lot less. Fewer than 200,000 people were flying each day. And it looks like leisure travel is coming back even before business travel. The New York Times reports small regional airports near vacation destinations like the Colorado ski country are especially thriving. But airports in big cities like New York and Washington, D.C. are still seeing just a fraction of their usual traffic. Of course, no matter where you go, health safety measures are still in place. You still have to wear masks in airports and on planes. By the way, it looks like the airline industry is starting to bounce back as well. An internal memo from United Airlines announced it would soon hire about 300 new pilots. These were pilots who were offered jobs last year but had their start dates pushed back or canceled because of the pandemic. United is the first large U.S. airline to restart the hiring of pilots, which CNBC calls a turning point in the pandemic. All right, we have much more news still ahead. But first, thanks to our sponsor this week, Stamps.com. I'll admit it, I've had a package sitting in my car for way too long because I was just procrastinating going to the post office. There are other ways I want to spend my time. So that's why I appreciate the convenience and discounts that come along with Stamps.com. And it's especially amazing for anyone, including fellow small business owners, who are sending out invoices or packages regularly. So whether you run a medical office or own an Etsy shop, Stamps.com can save you both time and money. Yep, you can actually pay less thanks to discounted rates from both USPS and UPS. In fact, nearly 1 million small businesses already use Stamps.com for these types of benefits. So stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with my promo code NEWSWORTHY, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in NEWSWORTHY. That's Stamps.com with the promo code NEWSWORTHY. Okay, now back to the news. Millions of Americans are celebrating Easter this Sunday, so that means Easter baskets, bunnies, chicks, and eggs are coming out for the weekend. And as we've seen ahead of other big holidays over the last year, the CDC released new guidance about celebrating safely. The federal health agency says once again, most Americans should avoid traveling if possible. It suggests more virtual gatherings, and a lot of churches are making that possible by offering online services. The only exception to the guidelines this time they say people who are fully vaccinated can go ahead and get together even without masks. One of the most successful college basketball coaches of all time is retiring from the hardwood. Roy Williams, who is now 70, spent 33 years as an NCAA head coach, including 18 years with the North Carolina Tar Heels. Williams has more than 900 wins to his name, including three national championships with the Tar Heels. He was also named to the Naismith Hall of Fame in 2007. 
but the last two seasons have been less than stellar. In the 2019-20 season, his team had a losing record for the first time in his career. And this year, North Carolina lost in the first round of the tournament. Williams said he's stepping down because he no longer feels he's the right man for the job. But Williams also said he still thinks basketball is the greatest game on earth and that he loved being a coach. And speaking of college basketball, a quick reminder, the men's Final Four is happening this Saturday. The winner of those two games will face off for the national championship on Monday. And on the women's side, the Final Four game is today with the championship game set for Sunday. The next time you update your iPhone, you'll be asked how you want your virtual assistant Siri to sound. Ever since Siri debuted in the U.S. in 2011, it's defaulted to a female-sounding voice. But a critical study from the United Nations found AI systems with automatic female-sounding voices and names may reinforce negative gender stereotypes. Some fear having a female voice implies that women are meant to be obedient and submissive. It's worth noting in other regions of the world, Siri's default is a male voice. Well, no matter where you live, you'll have a choice soon. The next round of software updates is expected sometime this spring. And when they come out, they'll include four English-speaking voices to choose from. The new Godzilla vs. Kong movie had the best opening day any movie has had since the start of the pandemic. Variety reports the monster movie brought in nearly $10 million on day one at the U.S. box office. Godzilla vs. Kong was originally expected to bring in between $20 and $30 million during its first five days in theaters, but Variety predicts the movie will easily crush that estimate, especially as more theaters welcome back guests for the first time in many months. For example, the second biggest movie theater chain in the U.S., Regal Theaters, is starting to reopen today. For now, it's only about 500 locations, but all Regal Theaters will be open by the end of next month. And remember, the biggest movie theater chain, AMC Theaters, opened nearly all of its locations just a couple of weeks ago. By the way, even with all these theaters open, many more people are still choosing to stream Godzilla vs. Kong at home. Like other Warner Media movies, this one is going to be available for HBO Max customers for the next 30 days. And that's it for the main news today, but now it's time for Feel Good Friday, when we bring you one extra feel-good or positive news story before the weekend. But first, thanks to our sponsor today, Noom. Look, I'm not a fan of fad diets or get-fit-fast trends that just aren't very realistic. Well, Noom does not like that stuff either. Instead, Noom says it's based in psychology and wants to give you more knowledge so you can accomplish your personal health goals and stick with them in the long term. And Noom is clear that it's not just about losing weight. It's about a lifestyle and being able to replace your habits with healthier habits. In fact, more than 80% of Noomers finish the program and more than 60% have stuck with their goals for at least one year. Noom is forgiving too because they know we're all human. If you go off track a day, no worries, you can get back on track the next day. So if you want to try it out, you can sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M, Noom.com slash Newsworthy. Noom wants you to know there's a science to getting healthier. So again, sign up for your trial at Noom, N-O-O-M, Noom.com slash Newsworthy. If you want to learn how to live healthier, check out Noom at N-O-O-M.com slash Newsworthy. Okay, now back to Feel Good Friday. Today, it's about young people who jumped into action to save lives. This group scaled a burning building in France to rescue a family trapped inside. A six-month-old baby girl and her parents were stuck on the third floor of an apartment building that was on fire. So the Good Samaritans formed a human chain stretching up to the third floor balcony and helping the parents escape. The baby did eventually have to be thrown down, landing on a mattress outside. One of the rescuers called it the last possible solution, but fire and smoke was overtaking them. 
Thankfully, the baby is expected to be okay, as well as both adults. Now, a video of the rescue has gained a lot of attention online and on TV news stations around the world. And people are asking for the French president to honor the Good Samaritans in some way. The BBC reports three of the rescuers were migrants, so one French organization is now pushing for them to be granted citizenship and better housing as a reward for their heroism. More than 10,000 people have signed an online petition asking for all the heroes to be formally recognized. All right, thank you so much for listening today and for being part of this community of people looking for fast, fair, fun news every day. We'll be back with our special edition Saturday episode tomorrow and another news roundup on Monday. Until then, have a great day. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.